There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. This is The Grill, live at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. Let's get around the grounds if we can for you. Just kicked off in Italian Serie A Atalanta taking on Hellas Verona. Uh, No goals in that one, just one minute on the clock. Full time down in La Liga where Real Madrid have taken the points against Espanyol in the early kickoff. Uh, They won that one uh, 2-0 and it's 1-0 in the Yorkshire Derby at the moment. Early kickoff in the Championship. Huddersfield against Leeds and it's Leeds who lead Huddersfield by one goal to nil. About 15 minutes left in that one. So around about the same time left in the Premier League. Mark Archer. Yes, 15 minutes to go and uh, it's Everton at home who have been struggling this season taking on, well, high-flying Chelsea. They've had, they've had a good start to the Premier League season. 15 minutes remaining but it's the home team, Everton, with uh, interim manager Duncan Ferguson, one of their stalwarts, have taken the interim management realm and he will be pleased with uh, proceedings so far. It's Everton 2, Chelsea 1. Early goal by the Brazilian Richarlson with a header after five minutes. The, the, the lead was doubled by Calvin Lewis. Uh, and then it was Mateo Kovacic, the Croatian, volleyed in from 20 yards to half the dis- deficit. Can uh, Chelsea come back in the match? I'll keep you bang up to date in the final 15 minutes, Tom. Champions Cup and Challenge Cup action uh, again this weekend after a weird uh, one weekend back to the Gallagher Premiership. Then we're back uh, to Champions Cup and Challenge Cup action. Edinburgh beating Wasps in the Challenge Cup uh, last night. Claremont fighting back to defeat Spirited Bath uh, in the competition as well. What's happening today? Yeah, Tom, what I can tell you, it's Northampton Saints taking on Leinster. It's 19-16 to Leinster at this moment in time. In the other game, we've got Leon taking on Benetton. Leon giving Benetton an absolute hiding. That score there currently is 20 points to zero. And then Toulon taking on London Irish, of course, the big man, even it's a bit, making his debut for Toulon today. And I tell you what, Toulon off to a good start. They're leading London Irish 15 points to 10. Currently live at the sevens, it's the bronze medal match. It's Samoa taking on England. And what I can tell you, Samoa has just scored a fantastic try. They're leading the English 10 points to 7. Talking of Samoa, we've got a former dual code international, international rugby footballer uh, alongside us from uh, Samoa. Proud Samoa and himself, Paulo Perolini, watching on with Inter- Really significant tournament this for Samoa, given what's going on back home at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's been um, it's it's been quite a sad time for us. Uh, you know, there, there's there's probably about 20 Samoan um, former international rugby players playing for the vets for the various teams here today, and we did a we sent some best wishes and um, and our. A lovely message uh, back to our country, um, uh, back to the Samoan people, but also getting sort of that um, sort of just giving um, um, page that we that, that's been set up uh, for for um, Samoa. So it's been challenging because there, there was a player that was meant to come out for one of the vets teams for Christina Noble, but uh, couldn't come out because um, uh, the. the uh, I think um, one of his um, kids is, is quite sick, so um, yeah, it's very sad. For those that don't know, uh, just to clarify that there is this measles epidemic in the yes. islands at the moment, which has basically closed down the islands. Absolutely, I mean they, they've uh, they've stopped cars, people from travelling from um, around the city, so um, you, you get arrested if you're caught driving from point point. But but the, dif- the difficult is, is, is difficulty is, is is trying to get you know food, you know, going shopping and and, and all that sort of stuff. It, it's your normal day life just comes to a standstill. So it's, and you have to once you're immunised, you, you you put a red flag on the, um, outside your house. And so, but that, rather than getting people to travel to the hospitals, 
the, the, all the uh, medical people are travelling to all the villages and trying to um, immunise uh, everybody. And I guess let's hope that all the families affected, the, the businesses affected, the, all the factors there, you know, the, the, the children are all safe and, 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 and uh, everything uh, sorts itself out in the end because obviously so many friends and family from the Pacific Islands and, and some are. And I guess in, in one way their teams played extremely well this afternoon with so, or this weekend with so much of their thoughts must be back home with friends and family that the team's actually done amazingly well. Uh, massive uh, game game yesterday and then obviously the the... the Hopefully, let's hope they can maybe get up and, and, and get the bronze medal. But the, the boys for Samoa have been outstanding all weekend. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and it's been, been quite an emotional time for them. Uh, I caught up with a couple of them and, um, and I spoke to them. And, and, you know, they're still, you know, they're, 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 they're contacting me back home because a lot of them are local boys. They're not actually boys from, from, um, from overseas. They're actually from, from the island uh, having to travel out and, and give it their best for, for the country. How good uh, is this Samoa team? Because, you know, I've been watching Samoa for many years. This lad with the ball at the moment, big Joe Perez as well, uh, wearing number 11. You always notice him. Where, oh, uh, it's just gone over, but I don't know if they're going to give that or have a little look at it. He's clutching, he's clutching uh, his, one of his hammies as well. But they're still producing the units, aren't they? They are producing the units. And, and, and the sad thing is, is, I mean, the challenges for Samoa rugby is to keep them there. Yeah. It's to keep them there. I mean, that. <laughs> I hate saying it, but uh, a lot of the times when, when they do go to these tournaments, that, that this is the shop window. This is their shop window, and, and you know, teams, clubs from overseas will look over and, and say, "Hey, I, I like that boy." But 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 in all honesty, AP speaking now, th this seems to be becoming a problem for Samoa. It's a problem for Fiji. Fiji. It's now becoming a problem for South Africa. Yes. And, and 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 to me, at the end of the day, you you were a professional rugby player. You you know you've only got that window. There's the only way you can stop it is by getting the finances back into that country or into the league to keep them there. Otherwise, the boys will travel. Absolutely. And and the countries are struggling just just to sort of maintain their finance, you know, financing of of, of players. But um. But yeah, it's always a struggle, and they're always going to make a decision that's based on family. I mean, it wasn't the day when, when you were playing, and we've seen throughout the years in the different World Cup cycles, particularly early on in, in 87 and 91 and 95. Samoa was the team from the, so the Tier 2 nations that could, had the ability to cause an upset, had the ability to beat some of the big boys. It's kind of gone away from that, really, at World Cups now. We've seen it, Japan rise from being really no one. I remember back in 95, the All Blacks put 145 points on Japan. Yes. Two... Japan at this World Cup being in the breath of fresh air, they were the one team I wanted to watch, even wanted to watch. Skill set, pace, speed, style, panache, well coached, it's all you want in a rugby team. And they've done amazing well. Yes, and they're now the leading light for those sort of tier two teams about how to play the game and yep. keep their players there and a model for everyone else to look up to. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the struggles that Samoa has is, is getting their players to make themselves available for the tournament. They are, and, and I know that if I was to look at that squad, is probably about uh, another eight players that you could have added to that World Cup squad that weren't available purely because they had it was it was a financial decision. Club club commitment, so they had to Absolutely. choose the club over over the country. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of clubs actually make those decisions when they're signing contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, touching on that, uh, and speaking to to to, to Sean, Sean Malone a little bit earlier on, what do you feel we need to do in Super Rugby? to kind of get that competition exciting again. I kind of feel we, we, we've made it too big. We haven't changed anything. To me personally, and I'm very diluted, and I, yeah. and I find that the attraction from a consumer or customer perspective is not quite there. What do you feel from a Southern Hemisphere perspective we need to do to get Super Rugby Super again? Yeah, uh, interesting conversation I had with a, with a couple of guys. It's, it's hard to put your finger on it, but we, we said, look, 
they need a couple of Pacific Island teams in there. I, I think you know. I, I know that that probably extends sort of the numbers uh, and probably the the, the schedule a uh, little bit um, bigger. But they need um, some some more uh, Pacific Island teams in there. Probably one Pacific Island team made up of Fijians, Tongans, and and, and Samoans. Um, and base it either Australia and, and New Zealand. You know, and, but it, it's hard at the moment because I think the game has gone become stalemate at the moment. And you know, I'm actually enjoying watching the Northern Hemisphere, uh, you know, Premiership games, and it's been quite good. Even this uh, was at the uh, top twelve, and you know, um, and all the uh, European competitions have, have actually come to light. But then you look at all the coaches that are coaching there. There's a lot of Southern Hemisphere coaches in, in, in the Northern, Hem- Northern Hemisphere. Um, and I think a lot of that that style of rugby has kind of filtered through in, in those competitions. And, and what's next for UAP? Obviously done an amazing job here in, in the decade that uh, you've been with UAE Rugby. Uh, so many of the players have come through your systems and your academies and, and the national teams are going as well as they've ever done. I'm sure the phone rings occasionally and says, uh, AP, fancy a job in this place <laughs> or that place or this club? And have you ever been tempted to leave? And, and, and what's next in terms of the UAE program? Where are you at with your personal sort of coaching journey? Um, look, um, Case isn't here, it's all right. It's not <laughs> and no one's listening to this discussion. So He's handing out a trophy, Just right. between the three of us here, just, just tell, us, tell us where you're at. And the rest of the people out there listening. Um, no, I've, I've, look, I've, um, I've, I've had a look at, um, at, at jobs. You know, There's been um, the, the Canterbury uh, job up and the, and the Wellington jobs. Don't get to Wellington, mate. You've got to go to the mainland, surely. <laughs> yeah. Because Canterbury coaches, where do they go? They become Crusaders coaches and then they become uh, All Blacks coaches. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but look, the... Um, for me, I'm, I'm really enjoying what, what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I enjoy developing, uh, developing the, you know, kids, developing players. I'm just looking at the options of, of um, rather than um, than coaching teams, but become more online. <laughs> AP, like Tom Urka, yeah, <laughs> the virtual presenter, going offline. Yeah, a <laughs> lot, lot of changes happening in the rugby world at the moment, especially when it's coming to co- coaches, of course. South African coach, who will he be? Who will be a nice New Zealand coach? In your personal opinion, who do you reckon will be the next New Zealand coach and who do you reckon will become the new Bok coach? Um, uh, to me, um, I think they, they might stick with, um, uh, you know, with, uh, with Fozzie. And um, look, I think he's been part of that. Uh, but what he does need, it was interesting what um, Sonny Bill Williams said. The Pacific Islanders probably need a, a, a Pacific Island face in there. There's a lot to do with culture. There's a, there is you know a lot to say about about um, cultures and and how to make uh, how to get to those players. You know and and, and I think um, um, they might consider sort of having a brown face in there in in, in, in the coaching setup, um, and, but mainly as a as a mentor. Uh, for these, a lot of these Pacific Island boys that are coming through, yeah, it's great, but they they, they probably just need a, a sort of someone who understands their culture a little bit better. I, I mean, they look at what Jamie Joseph and downtown Tony Brown have done with Japan. I mean, that's downtown. a that's a that's a possible tr- uh, you know duo that may come back into All Blacks rugby as well. Uh, Brown was going back to coach the Highlanders and Super Rugby, but he's now thrown back into go to with Jamie Joseph again with Japan. Yep. Is that the person, the, you know, a combination in the future? Maybe, maybe, with, maybe with Scott Robertson as well. That three yeah. would be an interesting trio. Young guys who played similar era, got great man management skills, been innovative, been able to develop in different ways. That might be an interesting combo in the future. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Jamie, I, uh, uh, 
Jamie's great, great communicator with you know with Pacific Islanders and also Maoris, and and he he is one of those guys that gets gets down to the ground level and and talks on a personal level, and and so is uh, Razor uh, Robinson. You know, he grew up playing with a lot of Pacific Islanders, so he kind of knows how those guys tick as well. You know, because he he, he he's he gets alongside them and, and he gets to know them. Um, that I think with those guys and Tony Brown, downtown Tony Brown, I think he that, that will make such an amazing, amazing coaching um, team. Maybe you're saying the time's not right, maybe four more years, as George Regan would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say S- that. Scotty Robinson can start working on his dance when he wins the World Cup before his time. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine his dance. Yeah. <laughs> Four more years, boys. Four more years. Uh, listen, let's, I want to ask you about quite a former um, uh, uh, teammate of yours. Obviously, we've had uh, six new names inducted into the Rugby Hall of Fame in the last couple of weeks. Uh, one man who you knew very, very well played uh, under his captaincy, uh, the legendary Samoan captain, Peter Fatialofa. Fats! Fats! As he was well known. Uh, long overdue this one? Yeah, look, he, he was a driving force behind that team. He put that team together. Um, and I remember it was, it was Pat Lamb and I, we we kind of, we were, we were best of friends. And um, Pete rang us for the 91 World Cup, building up to the 91 World Cup, and he says, you want to play in the World Cup? We said, who for? <laughs> he said, for Samoa. And I said, are we in the World Cup? Because yeah, and and then he started, he just, he was the sole person that, that got us all together. He got us the Bashups, he got he got the Frank Bunces involved. He was the one that put the team together. And then he got Brian Williams, um, you know, the great Brian Williams involved. But it was Fats that did all the running around, because I was playing with Fats at the time in, um, for Ponsonby, uh, Ponsonby Rugby in Auckland. And, um, and he just said, look, if I can get you and Pat playing uh, playing together, and then I'll bring in Junior Paramore from Counties, we're going to have an awesome team. And I was like, going, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Do you think that you were underestimated in that tournament as well? I think we were, and um, no, we've. Um, I think everybody looked at us as just a small island, but not realizing that a majority of us all came out of uh, out of New Zealand. Um, both Pat and I all played uh, New Zealand in the 20s together, you know, so there's, there was a lot of um, representative rugby in, in um, New Zealand, representative rugby in, in that spot. And back in those days, it was it was good old Western Samoa. Just imagine yeah. if they put the whole of Samoa together <laughs> into the team. How good they would have been then. I know. And we, we had a solid squad and, we, you know, again, we had a trial in, in um, Samoa. So just to make it sort of viable, we all went to Samoa. We travelled to Samoa and um, had this trial. We got... Honestly, I've never been hit so hard in my life, you know, and the only way I can protect myself was hitting them back harder, and then that's how we all became hard hitters. And, and did youngsters like then Brian Lee become part of that, or he, he was more of the 95? No, he, no he was 91. 91 he, as well? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. the chiropractor. Yeah, he was a chiropractor let, back then. Let, let, let's put a team together. Give old Pat a call. Give AP a call. <laughs> bring in the chiropractor. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll throw Frank Bunsen at centre. Not a bad team at all, I tell you what. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> what was Fats' nickname? The, the, he was the, he was a piano shifter. Piano, I know his nickname. Yeah, those yeah. fats was the nickname, it's, it's, wasn't it? Brian Havana. Yeah. Hey, mate. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so he was a piano mover, and um, every now and then he would, when he needed more pianos moving, he would call on us guys. <laughs> <laughs> when when business got really good, he would give the boys a call. Absolutely, <laughs> he was. Drive the truck around Auckland, boys. I've got a few more pianos to load today. Can you give me a hand? I, I was, I just come out of school and I was working in a, in a, a, a sort of a, a building construction company, and and he said, "Dude, if you're free one afternoon, I need your hand." 
just needed my hands just to move a few pianos. And I'm sure he just probably directed traffic as well amongst the youngsters <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh. uh, keep your thoughts coming in. Text us on, please, on 4001. Uh, we're in conversation with Apollo Perellini. Uh, AP, we're going to let you go because women's finals just around the corner. In fact, Georgie Grieger making his way into uh, the stadium to watch the women's final. Uh, we will get uh, back to that one in a few moments' time. Uh, to that end, uh, have you enjoyed the tournament thus far, AP? And who's going to win it for both the men's and the women's? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go with New Zealand. Um, I'm going to go with double. Well, double. They did the double last year. Double Why in not? the desert again. Double in the desert again. <laughs> CVR. Don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> we won the World Cup. We win the sevens, and Ernie Els will uh, will lead the Presidents <laughs> Cup victory in this week too. So it's it's all it's going to be a green Dubai tonight. That's yeah. what I'm saying, Tom. Uh, look, the Tavias have gone off down here. That is indication that we are readying ourselves for the women's final. AP, I won't keep any more of your time. You've been an absolute stalwart as always. Thanks very much indeed uh, you, for me. being with us here on Dubai Winner Three Point Eight. Fiftieth uh, anniversary for the MS Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. Thumbs up, thumbs down from UAP. Thumbs up, awesome, especially the flyby yesterday was amazing. How low was that, Lane? How low was it? <laughs> I've seen flybys, but that was ridiculous. Unbelievable. To me, honestly, I think it's my highlight of the tournament. You, were, you don't want to be a cameraman up there, do you? You know, <laughs> you've knocked off your perch. Almost as good as Kylie Minogue last night. What is what? it with you and Kylie? That's about the fifth time you've mentioned Kylie already. Try to get it in there, Tom. It's good. To be honest, I, I went, I was waiting for Kylie to sing, you know, Locomotion so I can sort of get my strut out some moves, but, you know, she didn't call it. I ended up going home early <laughs> with clean shoes. <laughs> clean shoes. <laughs> AP, good on you, mate. We'll take a short break when we come back. It's finals time at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. This is The Grill, live at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. McCarty's being a bit generous on himself there as well. Uh, even the sport's a little bit iffy as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but he's keen, though. He's keen. He is a follower. We know that he's flying all the way to Riyadh, no the one Kingdom likes of Saudi Arabia. Do they? No, but he, he's enthusiastic and he's taking his enthusiasm to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia tonight to watch the uh, heavyweight title. Anthony Joshua uh, Ruiz. But it's, the, it's the clash of the Junes, I think they've called it over there. And uh, Chris McCarty was at the first one in New York and he's so excited about seeing AJ again. He's gone all the way to Saudi Arabia. Uh, how old is he? Chris McCarty? Oh, I don't know. It looks about 45. But he's in his cities and still doesn't have a driving license. <laughs> we can't swim. That's even more scary. He lives in Dubai. He lives in the marina. Look, it's unfair. The man can't, the man can't reply. Uh, what we can do, though, is put you in the picture of what's happening in the world of sports. Uh, let's go to the football first and foremost. What's happening early kickoff in the Premier League? Mark oh, Archer. big upset on the cards. And I can tell you what, Everton have wrapped up, all but wrapped up the three points what? in this match. They uh, have struggled into this. They've got they've fired their manager. It's uh, <laughs> it's all been happening there in, in in the blue side of Liverpool in the last week or so. But I can tell you they're going to get three points today against Chelsea. They lead three one with only a minute remaining of injury time. Richarlison, the Brazilian, he's got the scoring started after five minutes with a header goal. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewis has scored a double after forty nine eighty four minutes. Uh, the Croatian uh, Kovacic scored for Chelsea to get them back into the match. But uh, with almost full time up on the clock, Tom, it's Everton 3, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea 1, and, and three points be going to the blue side of uh, Mersey this afternoon. Uh, what's up in the championship? Well, I can tell you, Yorkshire Derby in the championship. It's almost done and dusted. Uh, three minutes remaining on the clock, and Leeds fans will be singing from the top of their voices. They are leading Huddersfield by two. 
put uh, two goals to nil. Uh, Alioski on 50 and Hernandez uh, doubling that advantage on 78. Uh, three minutes remaining in that one. Huddersfield nil. Leeds two is the score at the moment. Rugby? Yeah, Tom, right here at the Sevens, what I can tell is England have won the bronze medal. That is correct. They beat Samoa 19 points to 17. A very, very close affair there. Went right down to the wire. Looking at the Rugby Championship, it is Northampton Saints taking on Leinster. Leinster leading that fixture 31 points to 16. It's Toulon taking on London Irish in the Challenge Cup. Toulon leading 20 points to 10. Uh, that's what's happening in the rugby as we get ready for the ladies, the women's uh, final. Um, let's just talk about the tournament thus far before we cross over to live coverage. Um, it, it, it's, it's a first for the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens that we've seen the women's games being played concurrently with the men's game. This is a new initiative that will be played out throughout all of the co-sharing or co-sharing events around the world uh, and around the series as well. Good initiatives to add to the tournament? Yeah, I think it does, Tom. And, and, and to me, the most interesting thing was from the women's game of, of what I've been watching is that it's your non-rugby playing nations, if I can put it as such, that to me, have really made a big statement the likes of Russia the likes of Brazil the likes of Spain where the women's game is, 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 is very very strong and I think you know the final tells you that where New Zealand will be taking on uh, on, on Canada and uh, yeah I think it's fantastic that they have given an the opportunity to me the skill level is, is phenomenal the game is played at, at a great pace and I've enjoyed it uh, Australia obviously were the uh, the big favourites going into the tournament, uh, but there, I suppose that's one of the things, isn't it, Mark Archer? Uh, there's no such thing as a favourite when it comes to sevens. No, it's who turns up for these seven minutes uh, each way, and then obviously the finals will be over ten minutes. And Todd uh, Cleaver, Todd Cleaver, isn't it? It that's is. Him. Yeah, that's big him. Todd Cleaver. Yeah, he, he said he was going to come for a chat earlier. Nice. Right. He's been in good form on the field. He's been on fantastic form when we got him on the mic over the weekend, and he did promise to come and actually host the show. But uh, maybe he'll come back after the women's final. But uh, yeah, I think the I think the the, the new calendarization of the women's and the integration with the men's on, on pitch one has been fantastic. It, it meant that we had some first round matches on Thursday night, which was different here, but it brought a lot of crowds. And uh, we're speaking to. Um, the organisers earlier today and they said that the crowds on a Thursday evening to come watch the international matches was up significantly which is great and, and, and to be fair the skill level and the speed of the, of the ladies games improved dramatically and it's, it's a really good spectacle now so it's great to see them balanced out with the women's competition the men's competition and now we have the back-to-back -back finals so Canada upset Australia of course they did 26 points to 12 but they'll be there they'll be up for the final and they're taking on New Zealand who have always done well in the, in the women's game and that's going to be a fascinating final getting underway in the next couple of minutes. Well, it's really interesting. And I was talking to Alex Brune, uh, rugby correspondent here in the region, a little earlier on, uh, uh, earlier today. And again, it was one of those in indications of what do we know about rugby? We were watching uh, Canada playing France. And Bruni was saying, you know, you keep an eye on these, this French women's team. They are brilliant. They are second to none. They are um, whatever, whatever happens. You know, 40 minutes later, they're out of the tournament because Canada have beaten them. But, but the day before, they were extraordinary because they beat the Black Ferns. They beat they? the Black Ferns going into the event as favourites and they knocked, they knocked over New Zealand and I think it was only the second time in their history that they'd beaten them uh, in, in, a, in a female match in seven. So that's fantastic. We saw, yeah, so that's the upsets possible and we talk about upsets. Fiji, 21 years since they, they didn't make a cup quarter final and eliminated yesterday by losing to Argentina then having the points count back differential uh, I mean that France got past them and it's unknown territory for, for, for Fiji not to be in the top eight going into quarterfinals on a, on a Saturday and there they were, eliminated. Um, new, fast, you know, fascinating news on the, on the seven circuit that... Uh, 
Fiji, they're the, the Olympic reigning Olympic champions, they're the circuit champions, and yet eliminated from the first event of 2019-2020. Of interesting as well, I don't know, maybe you do, Stato, because uh, that's what you're all about, but uh, interesting to see both the women's and the men's New Zealand sides losing a game in the group stages. It can't, we've got to go back a long way, haven't you? Because New Zealand lost early doors yesterday in the men's, didn't they? Or did they have a... I think they... I think they did lose yesterday. I think we need to double-check that. Well, we'll check that stat, but I think uh, the teams that actually won all their matches um, on, and, uh, to get through was uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa were all un actually undefeated coming through. I can tell you that because I wrote that down, that stat down, and I looked it up, up this morning, Tom. Okay. So, so I stand uh, correct. But right. there and then about New Zealand, um, you know, have been inconsistent at times. We've actually seen some quite good performances from them today. And Dubai, I think they've struggled with in the past. They've had some success here and are the defending champions. But for a long time, there was a big drought. We saw England and South Africa be the dominant teams in, in, in Dubai for a long time. But New Zealand uh, stuck in there. They were down to six men in the uh, semi-final against England. Overcame that and they had a pretty convincing win in the end. Um, 19 points to 12 in the semi-final. So fascinating final today. South Africa will have massive crowd support. They always do, along with England here. But the final between uh, New Zealand and South Africa should be an absolute cracker. And that, that'll get underway just after 7 o'clock. We're building up for the finals. It's finals time down here at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. Women's final gets underway. And... Uh 33 minutes past six. 33 minutes past six. We're about three minutes away from kickoff in that one. Full time in the Premier League uh, and more misery for Chelsea. A uh, bit of a shock this one, Mark Archer. Yeah, full time in the uh, the Premier League football match. Early kickoff today was in Goodison. They've been in disarray. Everton, the blue side of uh, blue side of Liverpool. It's all been about the red team. Liverpool been unbelievably good. European champions, way, way ahead in the Premier League this year. Everton flirting around the relegation zone fire their manager and what happens today they go and beat Chelsea they knock him over three goals to one Richarlison with the early goal uh, Dominic Calvin-Lewis with the double uh, one goal for Chelsea from Kovacic the Croatian but 3-1 comprehensive win for Everton and maybe it's that, that bounce back factor of having a new manager in place or a temporary manager and it, all rumours there that David Moyes remember him Tom remember him of uh, Manchester United and, and, and Everton fame he might be the man to come back and res get the resurgence there on the blue side of Mersey you can hear the national anthems we'll take a break when we come back we will have live coverage of the women's final at this year's 50th edition of the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens this is the Green Live at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. Real Madrid have taken the points against Espanyol. They beat them 2-0 a little earlier on in the first of four games in Spanish La Liga. Meanwhile, over in Italian Serie A, three games to look forward to. First of which is underway, and it's the visitors, uh, Hellas Verona, who've taken the lead against Atalanta. Uh, 30 minutes on the clock, 1-0 to Hellas in that particular game. Two results to bring you from the Premier League and the Championship. All the points going to Leeds in the Yorkshire Derby. They beat Huddersfield by two goals to nil. And Chelsea going down away. Uh, they were uh, at Everton. Uh, Everton 3, Chelsea 1 the first uh, of five games in the Premier League today, concluding in the Manchester derby. Okie the uh, national anthems have been concluded. It's time for the final. It's time for predictions. Let's get the latest predictions as we get ready for the women's final at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby 7 CVR. I'm going to go with the, with the Black Ferns. I reckon they'll, they'll pull this one off, Tom. So, all blacks for me. Just trying to curry favour from the man saying, sat alongside you. Archie, do I need to ask? I called it earlier, going for the New Zealand double in the desert, New Zealand to win the women's final, and then New Zealand to beat South Africa in the men's. Uh, so, it's still 10 minutes half when we get to finals, uh, finals rugby? Should be, yep. And so it's taxing. These teams have played a lot of rugby over the last uh, two and a half days, and they're going to have to find an extra, an extra gear, an extra level. It's really tough now for 10 minutes, and this is where the strength or depth of the squad will play a part. 
part, who was able to rest some players, who can make the substitutions at the right time because fresh legs, so important, important now in the final. Rob Juice, good to see you, matey. Uh, always nice to see Mr. Rob over there. Uh, always nice to see so many familiar faces down here at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. OK, strap yourself in. Here we go. It's time now for the women's final. Uh, here is the first half. We'll have live coverage courtesy of our friends at World Rugby. And we'll be back with more shortly. Final is away off the boot of Ghislaine Landry. It goes down for Tui for New Zealand. World Rugby Sevens Player of the Year gets the first touch of the final. And now Kelly Brazier is going to go and try and catch this Canadian defence off guard. A tenacious defensive line for Canada, who were near perfect in their semi-final against Australia. Tui looks to get rid of Brisa and find some room for Williams. Williams has got Baker outside and she'll chop back in field. Shakira Baker comes into contact with Pam Brisa. Gee, Brisa is strong. She almost ripped that away, the youngster for Canada. Still there, though, for the Kiwis. And Waka on Williams. Here's a matchup. Stacey Waka trying to find a little bit of room. Gets rid of Pekan. Still going on the angle. She'll spin and go back the other way. Just keep going. Her teammates tell her now. Brazier. And the switch of play for Fitzpatrick. She's got Tui. Tui's got Waka outside her. It's difficult for Ben. Good work from Charity Williams. And then Buisa coming over the top. New Zealand keeping the ball alive again. Waka around the corner of Ben. And nobody stops Stacey Waka in the corner. And that's how dangerous New Zealand can be with ball in hand. Canada really need to try to minimise the possession of New Zealand. They know how to move the ball around, keep the ball alive. That's what they love. It's that touch football background, that instinctive play. The likes of Stacey Walker, Teresa Fitzpatrick, Ruby Tui, all getting a touch on the ball. And it's Walker again, the top try scorer for New Zealand this weekend. She has been phenomenal. The smiling assassin, Stacey Waka. Strikes first in the final. And New Zealand will take a 5 0 lead. Eight tries this weekend for Stacey Waka. She's also sitting at the top of the DHL performance tracker. Canada is Pecan just charged at that ball and so they'll go back and tidy up through Green Shields and Maleski. Maleski so experienced. Kayla Maleski and Pecan Landry for Buisa. But a ball in hand for Pam Buisa, this powerful, tall, strong young player. Ben, who has quite literally put her face on the line and she's put Pecan through a hole. Williams chasing but Karen Pecan, she's got a great turn of pace and they're not going to stop. Karen Pekan from equalising. What an outstanding response here from Canada. Karen Pekan, she's 32 years old but moves like an 18-year-old. A beautiful short ball there. Loves running those direct lines and it was just lapsing concentration in the defence of New Zealand. No one really putting their hand up to make the one-on-one -on -one tackle and Karen Pekan... Landry puts Canada ahead.
seven points to five. There's a pressure play. Defenders beaten Landry will target Buisa in the air, but it's Williams who brings it down for New Zealand, lifted into the night sky in Dubai. Nathan Wong. Fitzpatrick. And Walker again. And just trying to get the ball in Stacey Walker's hands time and again. And once more, the offloading option for New Zealand. Just tracking backwards a little bit at the moment as Tui flings a massive ball. There's a collision there and the ball's gone backwards. It falls for Shakira Baker. Brazier holds on to it down low. She'll just take a little bit of time to size up the options. Kelly Brazier, all the skill and footwork you need. Baker needs some support there because Boyce has gone in for Canada, but it's still there for New Zealand. Oh, that's a hard driving tackle. Greenshield puts a shoulder in. Nathan Wong. Fitzpatrick has been busy so far in the final. Williams can't handle. Good attacking opportunity here for Canada. Just inches in that pass there for Niall Williams. I thought she would have been straight through the middle of the field. Dominant in contact, Julia Greenshields. But it's just that change in tempo that's so dangerous when New Zealand have possession. They slow it down and then pick their moments to speed it up and attack the defensive line. Get out of jail free card there Counts from Canada. Joins the regular New Zealand captain, Sarah Hiddeny, for the most all-time finals. Remarkable, really. Tyler Nathan Wong, still only 25. She's been in this team since she was 17. Leading them this weekend. Set. Charity Williams to feed the scrum for Canada right in midfield. Options to the right. Williams sets off by herself and gets through the tackle. Oh, no, she doesn't as Williams clings on to Williams. But there's a lot of space wide here for Canada. There's Pecan got eyes for a double. Trying to fend the way the New Zealand defence is just stopped short in her tracks by Brazier. On the five. It was a great surge from the scrum by Charity Williams. Boisa. New Zealand trying to win this back. Okay. No more in this area, please. And a warning too for New Zealand about the penalties on their red zone. Packin stepping her way through or cover it came across just in the nick of time. Canada looking for a second try. Trying to get around the outside. Stepping and stretching is Julia Greenshields. An unsung hero in the Canadian team. She's helped extend their lead. They almost got caught there, Canada, on their line. They kept taking the ball into contact, and New Zealand were just hunting around that ruck zone. But the moment that they shifted it wide, they had plenty of pace, plenty of speed to burn. Julia Greenshields just took the ball on. Leg drive is what got her over the line. This is a great first half for Canada. They've never beaten New Zealand in a cup final in five attempts and now they have a very handy advantage 14 points to five time for a restart Straight up the middle. Did it? No, it didn't quite go the 10 metres, only just. So, even though the half time 
Hooter has gone. There's time to play on. Nathan Wong. Brazier immediately goes wide for Baker. Goes to ground low. I think she's really hurt herself in that action. Shakira Baker stayed down. Broughton onto the field for New Zealand. They'll need to stay this way. Gail Broughton looking to take the ball. Ball around the corner for Walker. Stacey Walker. Oh, great cover defence from Charity Williams. It was worth the try, said Stacey Walker. But they were absolutely up to it. And that is face on the line, Charity Williams. Absolutely. Charity Williams had eyes on the target. Great shoulder on contact. Stacey Walker, she's so powerful when she gets into space, but Charity Williams is putting her body on the line. That was a crucial tackle that needed to be made. 14 points to five. Canada lead New Zealand in the final. This is The Grill, live at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. This is The Grill. We're live down here at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. It's halftime in the women's final event uh, of the women's draw down here uh, in Dubai. What's the scores on the doors? Let's get the latest, Mark Archer. Yeah, upset on the cards. It's New Zealand taking on Canada in the women's final of the HSBC World Series here at, at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. And it's Canada 14, lead New Zealand 5. So big upset on the cards here. Can the New Zealand ladies come back into the match? They've been really good, Canada, throughout the tournament, though. They've been very, very strong. It's interesting. We had the Canadian girls in the, uh, in the HSBC uh, shallow yesterday because uh, one of their standout players, Ghislaine, um, has just been uh, sponsored by HSBC. She's, she's one of their sort of uh, key players, if you like, to move the game forward in different uh, areas around the world. Um, uh, and, you know, there were... A lot of confidence uh, in that team there at the moment. Some great players as well. And obviously a large catchment area uh, of talent to choose from. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. And I think, you know, we were speaking a bit about it a little bit earlier that the women's game is really growing quite significantly in non-rugby playing countries. And what I mean by non-rugby playing countries where, yes, the main sport or the chosen sport or one of the chosen sports is definitely not rugby. And, and Canada is one of those examples. And I think it's fantastic to see how they've grown the game, how many more women are playing the game. And then you look at countries like Russia, you look at countries like Brazil, um, and the, 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 the women's game is also very, very strong there. So it's fantastic to see. And I think... Winning the opening leg of the seven series for Canada it will mean so much uh, for them. And, of course, they can carry that momentum through the rest of the series. Speaking to Brett Gosper on, uh, on Thursday, the CEO of World Rugby, and he said that the women's game, in terms of registrations, is now growing much faster than the men's game. So there are much more players coming onto the women's scene than, than registered men's players. The other big fact that was, uh, was mentioned is that uh, we talked to Mike Friday, the USA men's coach, uh, both days, actually, uh, last couple of days, and he's, he's been great with his time. And he said, look, for all the, uh, the, the, the development and all the, the positive things that have happened in the men's team in the last sort of two years, where they, they are really contending tournament in, tournament out, he said, once the women start really, really taking, taking hold of it in the US, and he said it's growing now, the scale of their athletic ability, they're upside so much more than the men because there's so many good female athletes in the US and in Canada that will take on the sport. And he said, you know, we want to, we want to be in contention for a gold medal uh, for the men's team, which will do amazing things for, for the American sports program. But he said, in the future, he says, just look out for the women from, from Canada and from the USA, because that's where they've just got so much athletic talent that can be translated really easily into the sevens game. Second half uh, is underway in the women's final down here in Dubai. Remember, it is Canada in the box seat at the moment. Can New Zealand fight back? Let's find out. Shovels the ball back to Nathan Wong. 
And she gets it again, the New Zealand captain. Oh, change the direction as much as they need to. Williams tried to bat it on. Play on is the call. Now eventually it does come. It's a slightly delayed call, but knock on. Oh, this is as tight and as tense as you would hope to see for a final. Tough and rugged, scintillating skill. It's the hardest game of the tournament. It's the last game. It's been a long, painful process for both teams to get here. So you can imagine how tired these players are. The bodies are exhausted. Still plenty of time in this match for New Zealand to edge their way back in this game and take back-to-back -back titles in Dubai. Crouch. Three and a half to play. Bind. Set. Nice and sturdy from Luke and through to Landry. Hasn't seen a lot of Landry in this final yet, but that doesn't mean she's not doing some hard work, willing it downfield this time and then putting in a good chance. Oh, the skill, Nathan Wong. Tui. Brazier just holds on. New Zealand pinned down as Canada's defence comes in strong and then the knock-on from Broughton. It's a big error in dangerous territory. Well, that is a big play from Landry. She spotted that there was no one in defence there for New Zealand at the back sweeping, so she booted it downtown, forcing New Zealand to do a lot more work make sure you rock it back. and backing their defence, and it's come away a really yeah. good decision. Yeah, when you do that, just make sure you go backwards, not forward. Sorry, subs. Number two to red. Two points in it, two and a half okay, to go. Canada looking Crouch. for their first ever win over New Zealand in a final. They couldn't quite do it last year. Set. They've got their noses in front at the moment. And a great chance to play here. Landry, there's a big lot of space. They let her run on Nathan Wong at the five metre line. Gee, they let Landry run a long time and she took it to them. Ben. Green Shields and now Williams trying to explode through the gap. Ragdoll to the ground by Saley. Ben again. Not going through Tui that time. Balls out. Balls out. Loose on the ground. Canada there through Green Shields. No yeah. penalty New Zealand. You're on the ground. She was on her feet. It was Fitzpatrick who got in there on the floor for the Kiwis. Great strength there from Fitzpatrick to stay on her feet as well. It was a good contest. But Canada just lost their weight. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. New Zealand, as the clock starts to play against them, they're going to have to go 85, 90 metres, and this is whose hands they want the ball in. Stacey Walker, they're going to chase her again. Landry coming back in, changes her mind, changes direction, holds up for the support players to come. Brazier, step, step. And then the offload once more for Walker. The slowest we've seen her run all week, but Landry shut her down. Ball pop for Tui, it's awkward. She wants to hold on to it. Now hands. it's gone backwards. Oh, what wonderful hands from Greenshield. Fitzpatrick's one is back for New Zealand, though. Ball one way, then the other. 
Tui wants to get on with it, straight up for the middle. A penalty advantage for New Zealand. Broughton taking the ball. She's got Saeli. Broughton goes herself. Broughton is in. And New Zealand go in front with 30 seconds to play. Talk about magic stuff. New Zealand, we spoke about it. They know how to score points. They know how to turn it on. And Stacey Walker, once again involved in this phase of play. She's been outstanding. What a phenomenal athlete and what a brilliant tournament for her. But Teresa Fitzpatrick as well played a huge role in this. And all they had to do was shift the ball just to draw a pass. And Gail Broughton, she had the support of her winger but knew that she was already there, had all the momentum to follow through. No time for the kick. The try is over. There's no time for a restart. New Zealand once more in Dubai. They've done it without some of their biggest names this time. Back to back, the Black Ferns go. They left it late, but they finish it off. 17-14, New Zealand champions in Dubai. So, uh, that is that. Uh, we have got a conclusion to the women's... I don't think they're playing 10 minutes anymore. I think it's still for the seven-minute finals. Well, we were still uh, just conversing here, weren't we? And then they go, the black, the lady all-black sevens team have gone over, come from a big deficit at halftime. They trail Canada 14 points to five, but they've gone back-to-back. They've gone back to black time and they've won the final 17 points to 14. How long have you been preparing that one? No, I just heard it, heard it on the TV commentary. You just nicked it from there. Yeah, yeah exactly. A bit of plagiarising. My, my best stuff comes from what, someone what, else, you know what, that. What's your double in the desert now? You're looking, you're looking, you're looking pretty good for that, That's eh? the first leg of the double in the desert. Uh, Quinella. There we go. Quinella. <laughs> Quinella. Quinella, That's okay. a double. Uh, so, uh, good start for news. I mean, obviously, New Zealand, uh, I think they finished third or fourth uh, down in... Uh, the first of the stops was it Glendale where it they was the first stop was Glendale indeed but they were defending champions this year they had a big setback yesterday when they lost to France it upset the plans but they've been uh, brilliant today and that's a great win in the final got to show a lot of heart a lot of uh, guts to come back from a, from trailing uh, 14 points to 5 at half time they they scored uh, 12 points uh, under you know massive comeback there and that's just a really good win for them. So they'll be happy with the, with the double here in, in, in Dubai. And they'll be looking forward to the men's team to see what happens. And the men's final coming up very shortly. South Africa, the Blitzbox, taking on the All Black Sevens. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating uh, men's final. Of course, we'll have it live for you here on Dubai. I win a 3.8. But gives us, what, five minutes or so until we have to break for that one. Just to put in the picture of what's been going on in the world of sport over the last few hours. Uh, they're kicking off in, they've kicked off in the German Bundesliga. About 20 minutes on the clock in that one. Uh, no goals to report apart from at Augsburg against Mainz, where Mainz have taken the first half lead down there. And RB Leipzig are leading Hoffenheim by one goal to nil after 23 minutes. Atlanta have hit back at, against Hellas Verona. It's 1-1 at halftime in that particular game. Uh, and remember, there are several games kicking off in the Premier League at 7 o'clock this evening. Uh, we'll have all the goals for you uh, during the next hour of the show. Bournemouth are taking on Liverpool. Uh, we've got Tottenham against Burnley and Watford against Crystal Palace. Later on, 9.30 this evening, I'm sure a number of people will be tuning in uh, to this one around the globe. It's the Manchester Derby. It's going to be played uh, at...
that Manchester City's uh, Etihad Stadium uh, promises to be a cracker. Manchester United finding a bit of form midweek. Uh, Mark Archer, quietly confident going into this one? Uh, not really, but uh, I'm, I'm torn here because I've, I had a uh, big discussion with myself on the way here over the last 24s and we and, uh, debated on air as well. As much as I want Manchester United to find some form, get com- some consistency, tough job for them to go to City and get any sort of points. I've got a feeling they might get something out of this match, a draw probably at best, but... What will that mean, Tom? It means that Liverpool will go further into the lead in the Premiership and all but probably maybe wrap up the title, their first one in 20-plus years, by almost by Christmas time. So a draw, I think, is the, ho- the best I can hope for as a United fan. And then uh, hopefully Liverpool will uh, slip up away on the south coast at Bournemouth uh, this afternoon. So let's wait and see. Early result coming in from the Premier League. A big win for Everton. They've defeated Chelsea three goals to one. What that means is Everton are now out of the relegation zone. They're up to 14th on 17 points. Chelsea, on the other hand, they will stay fourth. Uh, good season for them so far with uh, Frank Lampard's young team doing well. They're on 29 points. But, yeah, big match uh, later this evening at the Adad, the Manchester derby. Uh, obviously, um, England preparing for South Africa at the moment. Several of their players have headed down to South Africa already. James Anson, Johnny Bairstow, Mark Wood have returned to the England Test Squad for the tour of South Africa starting a little later on this month. The wicketkeeper batsman Johnny Bairstow was dropped for the recent 1-0 series defeat in New Zealand. The other two uh, members that I mentioned just there were injured, have come back from those injuries. Strange this whole Johnny Bairstow thing. I mean, what, what were the England sectors trying to do, do you think? Make in, a point? In, in, in all honesty, if I was England, I wouldn't get too excited about playing in South Africa. At the moment, South Africa don't have a committee, they don't have a CEO, they don't have selectors. So no team actually knows if they've been selected or who's been selected. So I don't, even, I don't even know if the tour is going ahead the way South African cricket board are at the moment. It's an it's a absolute, absolute shambles is South African cricket at the moment. Uh, uh, Tom and uh, a lot of people are now saying hopefully Graham Smith can come in at CEO. Graham Smith has now said he's not available. So very interesting times, but very testing times for South African cricket. We are in big trouble before this tour. The Bangra Moreau, the Cricket South Africa uh, chief executive, was suspended earlier on this leak, uh, That's week. Correct. Following allegations of misconduct. What next, Mark Archer? Well, I was just going to say, you talk about South African cricket being disarray, but England weren't exactly in fine form in the recent tour of New Zealand. Pretty much outplayed for the majority of that test series there. Um, and they're really struggling in some positions. Batting consistency, apart from Joe Root's big double hundred in that final test match. There's lots of question marks being, being asked about England's test side at the moment. They've, they're, of course, talking a big game, a bit hit two years ahead of the Ashes series, and Joe Root wanted to do certain things. For me, it just baffles me, Tom, how uh, uh, you're a good friend of yours, but uh, how Johnny Bairstow is not ranked in the top 15 English cricketers at test level, it's bizarre to me. He scored hundreds at test level, at ODI level, at T20 level. He's just, he's just, he's just an t- international class player, and yet to leave him out of the test side um, is just, uh, for me, poor planning, poor preparation, poor man management. If I was Johnny Bairstow... I'd go off and play some franchise cricket and, and tell you when I'm available to play for England next. Well, equally, when, when we saw the sort of problems that England got themselves into in that last test over in New Zealand as well, with Josh Butler getting injured before that game and therefore having to bring in Ollie Pope to keep. Who's not a wicket keeper? Who's not a wicket keeper? He's, play, he's, he's he kept in a few matches for Surrey in first class cricket. And Johnny Bairstow, who keeps, he again, keeps pretty well in most formats of the game 50 over cricket, T20 cricket. He's kept a first class level, he's kept a test level before. 
it just, I just, I don't get it. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. You've got a top international cricketer here, and how more demotivating for Johnny Bairstow yeah. is it to be dropped from your test team? I will bring you over a couple of T20 internationals, and you drop from the test squad, and you see all these youngsters come in and fail time and time again. Just stick with him. He's good enough. He's proven that in the past. Just keep him in there. There's other things I need to worry about for me, for the English selector. So, uh, again, it's good to see him back in the team. It's good for him. He's, he's, I like watching him play. He plays cricket in a very positive style, which is good, and uh, let's, let's wish him, hope he does score some runs in South Africa, which is a tough place to go and score runs as well. Um, hope he cements his team, uh, his place in the team there. Seven o'clock, and you can hear the national anthems being played on the main pitch, pitch number one down here at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. We take a short break when we come back. Men's final. This is the Grill live at the Emirates Airline Dubai Rugby Sevens. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.